I'm Harper Bliss, author of Lesbian Fiction. And I'm Hermesis. Thank you for listening to our podcast where we try to talk about our journey in writing and publishing. But we usually get sidetracked by television or our cat. Meow. Welcome to Harper Bliss and Hermesis. Hello everyone, this is episode 138 of... Harper Bliss. And her missus. We're recording this on Wednesday, the 23rd of November, 2022. Oh, it's Thanksgiving in the US tomorrow. Ah, uh, yeah. Is it? Yes, it is. It yes, is. of course, because yes. Friday is Black Friday, and yes. we've been inundated with Black Friday deals because this has washed over from the US to Europe. Culturally colonized. Culturally the colonized by the, by the US. We don't care about Thanksgiving, but we care about Black Friday. Well, a lot of people care. A lot of shops care, obviously. Because a lot of shops don't care anymore. Yeah, that's though. true. A lot of shops have decided not to participate in Black Friday. Indeed. Anyway, so anyway, this is episode 138. I, yes, I just want to say for the people who celebrate Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. If you're in the U.S. If you celebrate it, happy Thanksgiving. If you don't, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. If uh, this is a Thursday. Yes. Otherwise, happy day. Yes, because yeah, who knows when you'll be listening to this. So, episode 138. Which? Which is probably going to be the final one. Well, probably because it's, we're doing a Q&A as our final episode, but I'm thinking it might be two episodes. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, we'll see how it goes out. But I mean, we are, this is the grand finale of the Harper Bliss and Her Misses podcast. <laughs> oh my God, that's so dramatic. Well, for now, I mean, we have announced that we're stopping mm -hmm. the recording of this podcast. Of course, you never know, maybe in two or three years, we'll, we'll think, oh, maybe we would want to take this podcast back up again. So, I mean, we're going to keep... The, the existing episodes are going to still be available online. And That's a question in the Q&A. Uh, well, you know, I can, we can already answer that. We're going to keep the episodes up. We're going to keep the, the podcast hosting going so that people can still listen. Yes. And who knows, maybe one day we'll think, oh, yeah, we want to do this unprofessional and unprofound podcast again. But for now, we're going to call it a day. This is not goodbye forever no but anyway you know people it's just a podcast we yes. will still exist yes i'll still write books though you know people can still be get in touch in uh, your facebook group on your by email on instagram they can follow you all of that all of that and you know who knows what's gonna happen who knows what tomorrow brings who knows but for now we are going to stop the podcast i mean should we explain why now Maybe yes. at the top, because we haven't done an episode in about two months, I think, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was 14 September, yes. the last one. And there's always, you know, we always say, oh, we should do an episode, but then something comes up and then we can't, I mean, if we were really motivated to keep it going, we would find the time and the energy to do it, and we just haven't. So it's pro it's a sign that at the moment, a recording a weekly podcast is not something that we wants to do or you know have it's the energy to do it's also because i've slightly changed the way i write like when i write a book now i used to like spread it out over time a bit more and um, write longer but now i do more like writing retreat style and in the afternoon when i when i have to do the podcast i can't do it and this is for several weeks this is for two months and then we would always have to go on a two-month break 
when I when I'm writing a book and it it doesn't uh, it doesn't work. Yes. It, it's not it's not good for um, for every for anyone yeah. because the listener doesn't know when to expect it and we. Well, yeah, we d- we don't record it. Yeah. I don't have the energy in the afternoon usually when I'm writing a book because I've put all my energy into the drama. Yes. And you know there's lots of drama in my books. Indeed. I prefer to put it in the book. So if we can't do a regular weekly, oh, I mean, or bi-weekly, but, you know. Or monthly. Or monthly, but just we like. Said, a, first we said, let's try it monthly, but. No. Yeah. If we can't do it on a regular schedule that people can easily you know, keep track of, then we'd rather not do it. So, and I mean, there we let's are. Let's be honest you're not going to miss out on, on a lot. No. Although I must say, quite a few people, after we announced that we were going to stop, sent emails and said, oh no, don't stop and please don't do it because you think no one is listening. And uh, and we do appreciate yes, that. We know. And thank you so much for listening. But, you know, it's not about you. It's about us. <laughs> yes. So. And you can always listen to old episodes start, again if you start want. Start again at the beginning. I mean, there are 138 episodes. We should of, do that. Yeah, I mean, plus the ones we did before, because 138 is from when we started just, you know, on our own. But we have a podcast that we recorded for another platform. I don't know if they're still available. Ah, Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Anyway. I really would. I can't say, but I think not. Anyway, you have, apart from this one, you will have 137 episodes to listen to again if you really can't bear missing out on the dulcet tones of our voices and uh, i was on a podcast recently oh yeah, yeah yeah on the slate working podcast um it was out on the 13th or 14th of november yeah it was really good i listened to it yesterday i hadn't found the opportunity yet before but i listened to it yesterday in the car and it was really good you you did really well and the the woman you sound surprised <laughs> the woman who interviewed you june um has a very delightful scottish accent but she's a really good interviewer i think and she was clearly very familiar with your work and you know yeah. that's good because you know. well she's a big abby Craden fan and she listened to to french yes. kissing and ping bean and yes yeah. But um, yeah, so most of the podcast is freely Pink available. Bean is not narrated by no, no. Abby Creed. But um, there's the bit about audiobooks is behind the Slate Plus subscription paywall. Um, so that bit you have to be a Slate Plus subscriber. When we gush about Abby Creed. Yeah. Um, but if you're, but you still get a forty-minute podcast if you're not a, if you're not a Slate Plus subscriber. I just remembered that the previous night I had a dream about Abby Creighton. Because before we went to bed, you showed me the thing about her. Oh, she, she recorded a little a thing booth. on Instagram in a, in a recording booth. And, and I joked, oh, good, now I'm going to dream about Ukraine. And I think I did. <laughs> I don't remember the dream, though, okay. sadly. I remember my dream from last night. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, so Who wouldn't dream of Abby Creighton? Yeah, True. Anyway, you, li- you should listen to that podcast. I'll put a link in the in the show notes because it was a really good podcast. And it's also so there's first there's an interview with you, and then afterwards it's the host with another another host of the podcast who talk about the things that you talked about uh. as well. Because I mean, the woman who interviewed you, she's also writing a book or she wrote a book, uh, and yeah. so they you know they talk about you know a little bit about her 
when they talk about self-publishing or not, and because they you talked about self-publishing on the podcast. Anyway, well, I didn't a, realize because I I read I didn't listen to the podcast, but I read the transcript of them talking about what I said. I didn't realize they were so highbrow. I'm I'm not highbrow. And they're like very intellectual and like writing, they take writing very seriously. Not that I don't, but you know, my books are not highbrow. No, but they are fun though. They are indeed. Anyway, <laughs> listen to that. So we asked people to ask us questions for this last grand finale episode. Mm-hmm. And you delivered listeners because we got many questions. Yes, and look at this. You can't see this, but. I've made such an extremely pretty Evernote out of these questions. Yes, organized per topic. And color, and color-coded color. and per topic. And yeah, all of that I have done. Yes. So you say I am not prepared. No, nobody said that. No. Who said that? No, no, it's because... <laughs> <laughs> no, it came out wrong. Um, today we are maybe a little bit more professional. Okay. It won't be profound. Though. It's a pity Although that it, it might be because some of these questions. It's a pity that this happened on the last episode we're recording that it's getting more professional. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, shall we get started? Yeah, we have to address the elephant, the proverbial elephant in the room, yes. which is our dog. Yes. Because we got a question about how is life going as a dog mom. This was a question from Mireille. Thank you, Mireille. Why don't you take this one? Okay. So, um, in uh, September, a uh, dog came to live with us, um, and it was a dog that belonged to friends of my mother, who were thinking of rehoming her because they were going to be traveling in the future, and we were thinking of getting a dog, and so it was you know, coincidental. But for them, it was much sooner that, than they were planning on rehoming her, and for us, it was actually much sooner than, than we were planning on actually getting a dog. But anyway, we said, okay, we'll take her, but it was always understood that it was going to be a trial period. And um, the dog was lovely. It was the, it's, the dog is lovely. She's the, the, the perfect dog, and she's, oh, she's adorable so and sweet and stuff. Very sweet. But she did bring a lot of stress into the house, not her per se but because the cat really the cat couldn't deal with the dog her. yeah she could not deal when we thought there was a bit of a thawing in the situation you know it you know, she kept she kept being terrified of going downstairs and of, she was really stressed which brought stress to us and especially to you as well because well, I, I i identify almost completely with my cat <laughs> And uh, she was so scared, and she kept looking at me when I when I came upstairs, and you know, tried to give her some extra love. And she was, and she was looking at me, and she was saying, "Well, she wasn't saying this obviously. I was making her say this in my head. Mummy, please, when can I just be your number one again?" Yeah. So the dog was with us. <laughs> she was hissing all the time when she came down, and she was just so scared. Well, she has she has a lot of anxiety. She's on. Uh, anti-anxiety medication already she cannot deal she needs to be the only one Mm -hmm. so we we had the dog for a month and but it was not improving and we were both also suffering from the stress of it so um, Uh, it's having a dog in the house is very different than having a cat a cat i can deal with because i mean she takes eight hour naps Mm -hmm. but this dog she was 
sweet and ever, such a good dog, like really a good dog. I don't know who trained her, but she was well trained. And um, but still, it's a dog, you know, a dog requires a lot more, especially this one. Three walks a day. And the problem was she did not want to walk with me alone. So in the end, we decided that the dog would be better off going back to its original home and the original owners were very happy to have her back because they missed her terribly. And um, when they do decide that it's time to find her a, another home, the dog will almost certainly go to one of their children, who is a vet who is, and who has little daughters who love, love, love this dog. So this, <laughs> they were hugging this dog. Yeah, so when much, we went to bring her back, the granddaughters were there and they were so happy to see her. So the dog is is getting a lot of love and is going to be super happy and was really happy to be back in its original home. The dog is absolutely fine. Yes. For us, it was really hard. It was such a hard decision because, because we both loved her. We wanted to keep her, but I cannot live with that kind of tension in my house. So we decided, that, I mean, I do... I couldn't ride. I do, st yeah, you, I do still want to get a dog in the future, but uh, it'll have to wait till our cat has reached a mature age and has maybe passed on yeah. which is going to I mean let's not let's not be silly not be it's going to happen she's probably about seven years old now I mean she has quite a few more years ahead of her but at one point at some point she's not going to be there anymore and then I would really like to get a dog because I really loved having a dog and I really enjoyed going for walks with her it was just annoying that she'd She detached herself to me really strongly, and then when you wanted to take her out for a walk on your own without me, if I was home, she didn't want to go. When you were away, she'd, she'd do it. Maybe she thought we were going to go looking for you. Yeah. She would just stop in front of the front door and look at the front door, and she would not she move. Would, she would not budge until I came out as well. So, um, this, yeah. Anyway, so this is the dog situation we no longer have a dog and yes. it was very hard yes because we love the dog but as long as we have a cat the cat is the boss of our house and it's clear as long as we have a cat we cannot have another pet in the house mm -hmm. it's not going to work i mean uh, maybe an alpaca in the garden she she might have you know come round to it with more time but we mm. would i mean after this cat is just impossible yeah no yeah but it, there was no improvement after you know a month of it and you would expect for her to have become a little less stressed after four or five weeks, four weeks, yeah, but it wasn't the case. So it was, and it was just too stressful for us. So there you go. There you go. Voila. Um, but the dog is fine. Yeah, the dog, stress it enough. Yeah, no, the dog the is, dog is happy. is happy and the pe her family are really happy to have her back. And um, so, you know, the dog is absolutely fine. She will be loved for the rest of her life. Yes. So voila. Well, so there was another pet-related question from yes. Jessie, who said, who thought of the name Dolly Purton for your cat? Well, the cat was called Dolly when we uh, when we adopted her. Yes, her so name she was, was Dolly. Yeah, they they named her Dolly after finding her, the per, the people who found her, and so. Um, Because uh, do you remember what we were gonna call her first? Um, you don't remember. Were we call Billie Jean Kitten? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but then she was Dolly and then we said, oh, yeah, Dolly Purton. It's perfect. So, But I, I think I, I must have Googled, you know, funny pet names. And Dolly Purton is a name that does come up 
regularly. You know, I think there are many Dolly Pertons in the world. Yes, definitely. So it's a combination of Google and us who came up with the name. But Dolly was, was already, her name. Yeah, it was her name. And so. Yeah, we just kept it because actually it's, it's cute. Yes, and it suits her perfectly. <laughs> So. It's funny because, I mean, we had a new kitchen uh, installed, which is not done yet, but, you know, we had this guy and uh, first to remove the old kitchen and then to come in, put it, the new one in. And we put the cat at your mother as she was there for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, to have her back, it's just, oh, my God, it makes me so happy. Like, you cannot believe. Yeah, we missed her. So much. Yes. She, and she's happy to back, be back home as well. I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's well taken care of at your mother's, but um, yeah. your mother is not her mummy, yeah? No, she she's is not. She's her granny. She, it's not the same. But your mother misses her now. Yes. <laughs> she was calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she, every time she calls, she says, and how's Dolly doing? Oh, I miss her. <laughs> okay, so we shall continue this podcast later. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, is it still working? I think so. Yes. Okay. Looks We're like back. It. We're back. We um, had some men in the house again. Yes. But not under the hashtag Archmen. No. <laughs> Should I tell the story of Archmen? Sure, why not? It's become very important in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, a reader sent me the best email ever in a family affair. At a certain point, I think Kate thinks... Oh, man, because Kevin is not getting something. And this reader, um, I think she lives with her parents and her her dad is the only man in the house. And, um, you know, they are, they're all very feminist and they, they, they've taken up the habit of saying oh, men whenever <laughs> the patriarchy comes up. Even, uh, even her father says oh, oh, men They've trained him well. And since then, we've started saying it as well. Yes. I mean, we've had a lot of men in the house because, you know, we're, we're having renovations then. But mm-hmm. these are not oh, men No. Sometimes men are good for something. Yes. But we do say oh, men a lot. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, oh, men And it's, it sums up so much. Mm-hmm. So... Succinctly, succinctly. succinctly, but you know, yeah, we've been saying it a lot now, especially that the World Cup has started. Oh, man. That is like a very Archman, but honestly, I don't think we should talk about it. No, 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 let's not. No, let's not. We have enough to talk about with all these questions. Yes. So, so. because we, I mean, we've already we're already twenty minutes in. Well, about... that might be three episodes. Yes. It doesn't matter. So the next batch of questions concerns. The countryside. Yes. Um, do you countryside, want to read one out, motherfuckers? Do you want me to read out the question? You read out the question. So this is a question from Kamsus. Hi, Kamsus. I hope you're fine. I just want to point out that we are the only ones who say her name like this. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a nickname, but mm-hmm. if you're English speaking, that's not how you would say it. I don't think so. Kamsus. Kamsus. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She knows who she is. Yeah. We've met her. Yes. Lovely woman. Mm, indeed. So. Hello, hello, Kamsus. <laughs> As, and she asks, how are you finding living in the countryside? It must be a huge change from the bustle of city life, especially that of Hong Kong. Is there anything you miss about the city or are you now quite at home and content? Well, we know what we miss. <laughs> yes. Food. We miss an eclectic offer of cuisines Deliveroo. on our doorsteps oh my god in uh, in hong kong 
when we lived in Hong Kong, actually Deliveroo wasn't that big a thing. Well, there yet. were other things. The Deliveroo didn't exist yet, but yeah. there was like uh, Meals on Wheels or whatever. But in Hong Kong, it's different. <coughs> Sorry. Because, uh, well, you have everything on your doorstep. Yes, well, in, in Brussels as well. In Brussels, we had, we availed of Deliveroo a lot. Mm-hmm. Of course, here in the countryside, there is no such thing as Deliveroo. I mean, there's a couple of restaurants where you can do takeout, but the choice is not vast. The options are limited, and we can go to the nearest bigger city, which is Ghent, yeah. which is not that far away, but it's still, you know, you have to go there and park the car. And anyway, it was that we miss the option. <coughs> I'm sorry, I have something in my throat. I drink some water. <coughs> you entertain our listeners. Well, um... Yes, I'm that back. was very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so what we miss is the option of saying on, you know, in the in the evening, oh, I don't let's feel like cooking. Dinner. Let's let's go have a bite, or let's go pick something up, or let's have something delivered. We don't have that here, and we really miss that. We and have one restaurant in our village, which is good, very good, but you can't go to the same restaurant every week. No, and what we are also missing in our village is there's no pub. No. So when there we were is... walking the dog, it was like, oh, I wish I could walk to a pub and just like, have a drink. Yes. But yeah, we do. Our village is so tiny, it doesn't yes. even have a pub. So um, that we miss as well. Yeah. The option to go just go for a drink or... In Brussels, we had just like on our... You just had to turn the corner of the street, cross the avenue or what you call it. And then we went to that uh, bar very often. Yes, and there were several... When the weather was nice. There were several nice pubs, cafes within a you know 10-minute walk or 5-minute walk even from our house where we could just go for a drink. But of course, having <clears throat> lived through lockdown, we are quite used to you know not going anywhere. It no, that's prepared true. us. Yeah, no, that's Although true. Although there was, of course, delivery throughout lockdown. Yeah. And for me, it's easy, right? Because I'm not the cook in this relationship. But you, sometimes you have to rally. Yes. But you just plan your meals a bit better. Yes, but sometimes you're just very tired and just think, oh, I wish I could just open my app and order a burrito from somewhere. Or In uh, that case, it's just, we, we have to have scrambled eggs. Yes. Always need to have eggs in the house. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a deep freeze pizza. Yes. Which is not the same, but no. you have made your own sourdough pizza. I have made pizza here. We are getting a visitor, oh. a furry visitor. Um, yes, yeah, so I've made pizza here a few times and um, I mean with varying degrees of success, but most of them were really quite good. Very. Yeah. And now the good thing is, so we, are, we had a new kitchen put in and uh, there's a new oven and this oven goes much higher in temperature so which is good because for pizza you want as high as possible so that it can cook really quickly and crisp up really quickly well we had <clears throat> the ilva bosses visiting us here and you made them pizza and yes. they raved about it yes they loved it so it isn't just me saying it as your wife mm-hmm. also if it wasn't that good i would tell you mm-hmm. because there was a couple of times when the crust was a little bit yeah the, there was one batch of crust the that, crust needs uh, to be thin yeah um, it's but, been a while, actually. Well, yes, I could do. I'll do them soon, but it's easier if I have a decent countertop. No, I know. No, no. We don't we have do. our countertop. Our yet. kitchen does not have a countertop, so that's a bit annoying. But that should be there. Soon. And it has it has a sink, but it's not connected no. yet. So. 
We have a dishwasher. As soon room. as soon as we have decent countertops, I shall make pizza, and then uh, we, I can try out my new oven with the pizza, you know, and at the top temperature, and then we will uh, we'll see if it works well. But anyway, so that is what we do. You miss any other things about the city? Well, sometimes I miss just you know walking out, and because I enjoyed. I enjoy living in the city. I know you are more ambivalent about it, but I enjoy walking out and I'm seeing, not even ambivalent. seeing different kinds of people, hearing all kinds of languages, and, you know, just the cosmopolitanness of it I like. And, I mean, not that we did a whole lot of cultural stuff, but having the option of doing them, I liked. So um, that I miss a bit as well, because this is really a very small, very rural very Flemish village. It's very quiet though. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. You look out through the window <clears throat> and you see cows and the horse next door and it's just so calm and quiet. I love it. Well, I, I love really it too. Love Don't it. get me wrong. I enjoy living here, but I can enjoy living here and still miss the city a bit. Yeah, sure. The both but I'm saying true. I don't miss the city. I mean, I love I like it when we go into the city like when we, we go to Paris. It's more enjoyable now, and like the other week we went to Ghent for like the day, a bit of shopping, a bit of lunch. That's that's very enjoyable, but um, but I I must say Ghent is a very different vibe, city wise than Brussels. Brussels drove me crazy. It was too much, but Ghent is a more manageable city. I could maybe consider maybe one day, but. But maybe not. I'm very happy here. That's, I, I that's my conclusion. I would, I would like a little, a little pad, a city pad, that I could easily go to for a few days. Yes. I mean, we, we have you options. Stay, go stay with your mum. <laughs> that's not city enough. That's just on the outskirts. I would rather be city, city. You know. Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, my ship hasn't come in yet. No, we we'll, can't have it. I just should mention. I mean, we got a similar question from Con, who said, "Now that you city folk live in the countryside, any regrets? What are a couple of pluses and minuses of rural living?" I think we covered it in our yes, because I grouped the questions. Yes. So, uh, <clears throat> but I think all in all, we really love it. No, we, um, we are very happy but to it live is, here. But it's extremely quiet, but that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I got what I wanted, like, for 99%. I think you got what you wanted, 75%, but you also wanted to be closer to your golf club, and that you have, and you've played a lot. Yes. No, definitely, that's a big part of why I'm happy to be living here, because it's much easier, and I have been taking advantage of it, you have. Of, of living much closer, so you have. that was one of the goals of moving here, so, you know, that's good. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay. Um, Plus, additionally, we can't afford a house in the city. <laughs> not a house this size. Well, no, not a house this we size. We could afford a tiny apartment in the city. Maybe, well, I think well maybe you a decent apartment. No, no, I know what the problem is. The problem is I like a lot of space and swankiness and I can't get that in the city, but I can get in the countryside and be in quiet surroundings. Mm-hmm. Like when you just, behind you, there is this little picture window. I look out of it and I see these, the cows, well, they're, I can't see them right now. I'm I think just, they're not just in the field at the moment. And trees and it's just, 
I love that so much. I mean, would I love a more unobstructed view? Yes, but, you know, I have to work with what I have. Mm -hmm. So I'm only a less fake author. Yes. So anyway. I'm not Colleen Hoover. I'm not big on book talk. If you want to make me big on book talk, please do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that covers the countryside. Yes. Next topic is TV. Yeah, no, but not TV shows. No, so... This the, is basically three times the same question, right? Yeah, so the, to sum them up is, you know, do you, would you like to see one of your books on a screen, on TV? Um, and would you consider writing or pitching a t- to a TV production company? Uh, which one would you choose if one had to be made into a TV show? Um, that's basically all it. Basically, yeah, that's yeah. the question. The questions are from Elizabeth, Evelyn, and Kaya. Well, of course, would I want one of my books to be on television? Yes, of course. But this is something that is completely out of my hands. I mean, often on Netflix, we watch a show and say, oh, that's based on a book. You know, it's fun, right? But the chance of that ever happening is like maybe... 0.001% because out of all the books in the world how many actually get made into something mm-hmm. not a lot and especially what I write is I mean I think it is much more commercial I think so many I mean there are lesbians in everything now like literally in everything like almost in every commercial that you <laughs> see on television now in our country there's lesbians and I, I love that I mean it's just normalized this kind of relationship, which is great, but like dedicated exclusively to lesbian relationships like the L word, or it's just the L word. Um, And I think there should definitely be more of that. Also, I'm waiting for my lesbian Christmas movie this year. Where is it? There isn't even a a gay one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, It's not something I'm abreast of the the Christmas the LGBT Christmas movies. Yeah, I I thought you would be more abreast. But I haven't. No, no. But I mean, it must be because there aren't any. Yeah, probably because I would have. But you announced one not long ago with that annoying guy. Ah, bros with the Billy Eichner. Yeah, where is that? I think it's out. It's come out in the states, but I in the theaters. Ah, it's in theaters. I'm I'm sure it'll be available for streaming at some point. But uh, yeah, no, that has come out. Well, I would like to see that, but... Uh, but anyway, I I have digressed again. Yes. Digressing is what I do. It is my raison d'être. <laughs> it's not true. No, drama is your raison d'être. <laughs> um, would I write something for television myself? No, because I don't know how to do that. It's a, very, it's a special skill to write a screenplay or, yeah. you know, it's not the same as writing a novel. No. And also, TV is... Collaboration, right? I'm yes. not the best at collaboration. It's not like my thing. It was one of the questions in the Slate <laughs> podcast. Would <laughs> you consider being in a writing for TV? And you said no, because I work I mean, alone. I love television so much. I love, I mean, television's my, ho- my hobby, right? It's yes. my main hobby. But uh, especially like scripted TV shows. I love that. But um, I don't think I would be the right person for that. No. Like, like, I. I think I would be absolutely the wrong person for that. If a production company is interested in buying the rights to a book yes. and put, setting up a writer's room or a screenwriter, uh, then yeah, do please, it, do please, it, do, do it. it. 
I'll do I'll do whatever I can to help, but I'm but I'm not qualified to write something no. myself. And at this point, there is very little point in me learning to do this because, I mean, I'm much better off writing books. Yes. Because, well, for me, yeah, I'm not going to be pitching scripts to Hollywood. No. I mean, I live in a, a tiny village in Belgium. <laughs> it's not, but of course, it's my dream. And I dream of it all the time. Well, I mean, part of Elizabeth's question is, um, you know, would you? It would be awesome to see some of your work come to life on her screen, especially in Belgium. There is almost no no queer stuff made here. No, but remember what we saw? Yes, that show, yes. Roomies. Roomies. Oh my God, it was so good. It's this Flemish. It's well, Flemish. I wouldn't. It's I think the Belgian. The creators were were um, two Flemish women, but it's very Belgian. It's set in Brussels, so you can't call it Flemish. It's very it's, multicultural. It's very, and it's French. It's ba- It's mostly in Flemish, but it's, there's a lot of French because it's set in Brussels. Um, and I thought it was really good. Probably one of the best things I've ever seen made in Belgium. And these these main actresses, they were so good. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it, and yeah, I no. did not want it to end ever, but it did. But of course, if you're listening to this outside of Belgium, then you're not going to be able to see it. But if you are in Belgium, you should watch it. It's on VRT Max. So good. Well, it might get distributed on other streaming platforms. Eh? You never know. Some Belgian shows get you know shown on like Netflix and other yeah, places. So definitely. But yeah, so that was good. But it would yeah no. I mean definitely, it would so be great to have something something made and. You could you you know you could pitch to some Belgian production company. Oh, yeah. That's much easier or than a French one. Canal Plus, they should do French kissing. Oh yeah. I mean, it, basically the work is done. You know, they just have to turn French kissing. There's there's a lot of dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of um, you know internal thoughts as well. Of course, that's that's always the problem, right? That's the difference between a book, all the angst, but French kissing in particular does have a lot of dialogue and a lot of like outside conflict so french kissing and also it's already written in seasons and episodes what more do you need canal plus netflix appel moi yes so that would be maybe your first choice of something to be made into a tv show i think so because i mean firstly who would want to see watch that i want to watch it also there's five seasons I've already, already. Watched it in my head though. <laughs> <laughs> there's five seasons and um yeah That would definitely be my first choice, mm-hmm. but I need to get my original fantasy casting. It's not possible because they're all American, and if we want to set it in France, yeah, I don't true. know enough uh, French actresses to do well, the French. Well, I mean, Steph was a French act. Oh, I mean, Belgian but yeah. French-speaking actress, and Dominique is not a French actress, but she speaks perfect French. Yeah, and there was another one that we did, Zazie Horror. Ah, yeah, she's French. Oh. So a few of them. Uh, A French? Well, there are so many hot... Well, they don't... I mean, not that hot is the criteria. There are so many excellent French actors... Yes. ...who can play these parts that it's not a problem mm-hmm. at all. Oh, I know someone for Nadia. The one who was in the... Allez, what do you call it? About the DGSE? The Bureau de Légendes? Yeah. The... Ah, Nadia. Nee, that, that was Nadia. No. The love interest of the main guy. Yeah. What did she call Nadia? Yeah, Nadia Al-Mansour. Yeah, but isn't she a bit young to play Nadia in French Kissing? I mean, but by the time it gets made, she might be the right age. Yeah, perfect (laughs) age. Yes. 
Ah, oh, and the one from uh, Baron Noir, she needs to be in there as well. <laughs> anyway. See, it's coming together already. <laughs> and obviously, we're going to need Isabelle Huppert. Can't who's do she, it without yeah, Isabelle Who is she going to play? Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, you don't have a character that age, I think. No. I mean, she's getting on. <laughs> Maybe she needs to be... But she's too old to be Dominique's mother. Not too young. Yeah, she's too young to be Dominique's mother. Anyway, <laughs> let's not waste. I mean, when, let's not waste too much time on this. So I think this kind of answers the question. Although Kaya had an additional question: How many novels do you plan on writing in your lifetime? <laughs> um, good question. I don't know. Um, maybe I should aim for a hundred, but I mean, this is an impossible well, question. It's an easy answer. question. Um, until what age are you planning on writing? Until I die. Well, let's let's be a conservative estimate. And you die at eighty-four. But also, my brain needs to be in working order. Forty more years. Let's say thirty more years of brain in working order. Three books a year, ninety books. You already have about forty, mm-hmm. so that's one hundred and thirty. And you know, let's let's round let's it down to off. to one hundred and ten. Just you know, to give you a bit of a you know. So there you go. Yeah. Easy peasy. There you go. There you go. Okay. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, with TV and movies, it's it's not, it's it's like the lottery. That's what Mark Dawson always says. He's had a, he's had an option on one of his series for years and years and years. Nothing happens. There are so many things that need to happen. And uh, Hollywood is a very, well, not just Hollywood, like any TV production company is extremely risk averse. But I do hope that a bit more, Lesbian content will be produced. So, and I think, oh, hello, um, I think it might because, oh, no, no, I think the Casey McQuiston book that was optioned for a movie, that was the gay one, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the royal romance one. But surely her lesbian ones are very popular. There are so many. Um, my point is that um, publishing mainstream publishing is quite embracing lesbian fiction now so maybe tv will follow yes speaking of um i mean we should mention the book we read speaking of mainstream publishing embracing lesbian fiction unbelievable so we read the meryl wilsner book mistakes were made we both read it i mean this could this is almost like a harper bliss book but with a mainstream publisher it has so many sex scenes it's an age gap like a bit of a forbidden relationship it's you know and but this is a mainstream publisher we could not believe how explicit the sex scenes were extremely explicit strap-on included <laughs> sex scenes and also the book was really good yeah it's, i mean the character the younger character it made me feel really old like how they speak <laughs> and you know what they do in college but especially stuff. i mean this is an age gap but the older character is younger than yeah, us it's yeah. 10 years younger than me more or less so you know this is we are old well we are older more mature yes but, but uh, yeah. uh, I can i definitely recommend that book so much i enjoyed it so much and I was very impressed and I also could not believe it. But look how far Leswick has come. I think it's great. Speaking of books, this is the next topic of the next questions. Um, I mean, I think we've covered the TV topic enough. So, but Elizabeth, who asked the question, she works in television. Yes. 
Don't you, you have a production? No, you. I don't. So if you want to do something, I'm definitely available. Yes, get in touch. Get in touch. And also, I think she if lives you, in France, so you know, perfect. Maybe uh, you yeah, have contacts yeah. in Paris. And <laughs> if uh, if you work for Netflix or uh, Hulu or any of the streamers, yeah, get in touch, or we can work something out. Let's put some lesbians on television. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I mean, every because the L word is back on in the U.S. now. We yes. can't watch it, but I mean, lesbians go a little bit crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And I think lesbian content, it's not, it's not going away. I think it's becoming more and more popular. Indeed. So the time is now. Let's yes. do it now. Let's. That was part one of our grand finale. Thank you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for part two, where we answer even more of your questions. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Harper Bliss and Her Misses. You can find all the episodes and show notes at harperblissandhermisses.com. We also have a favor to ask. If you could rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it, that would help other people find us. Thank Thank you. you.